Right, gang? You like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 284, episode one of Two Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is the podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness, and it is Monday, April 24th, 2023. My name's Jack O'Brien, aka Fumbled the Bag last night on this site, just for power and hate of trans women. And now I'm so high in debt, my friends. And this place is gonna suck a long, long time as Cat Turd yet again begins to whine. I'm not the man, shit, I can't even code. Oh, no, no, no. I build rockets, man. Rockets, man. Actually, I don't build anything. That is courtesy of Christy Yamaguchi, man, the great and uh, just a all-time night had by one Elon Musk. Just a what what a day last Thursday for that for that young man. Well, I'm thrilled to be joined in our second seat by a very special guest co-host, a very funny stand-up comedian, writer, actor, improviser, a biomedical engineer. It's one of our favorite guests, one of our favorite co-hosts, Pallavi Gunale! Zyking, are you down, 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 down? Even if the news is falling down, you ought to know. This is Pallavi and I'm in the zone. Put on the pod, I want to see Jack run the show. So leave it behind, cause we have an hour to get away. So come on inside with me as we make a great escape. So Zyking, don't worry, you are my only. You won't be lonely, even if the news is falling down. You'll be my only, no need to worry. Baby, are you gang, 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 gang? (laughs) Gang, gang. What That's my first AKA. Wow. <laughs> and I have to say, I was pressured into doing it by this man. So Jacquees Neal told me to say, what up, brown people? <laughs> <laughs> Did Jacquees told you to do it? Yeah. yeah. Well, it was wonderful. You nailed it. Thank you. Oh, I was practicing. I had Peer to do. Peer pressure can be a good thing. It sometimes. can be. I had to do Jay Sean Wright, our our British brown brother. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. I had to. <laughs> very, very good. Very well done, Jaquise. One of the great AKA performers. What I think I've, I've said this before. I think Jaquise is one of my favorite singers. He's not a professional singer. I've only heard him sing AKAs. One of my favorite singers. Well, though. he does. He's a voice actor, so he's got a great yeah. voice. It's it's cheating, you see. They're basically singers. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, Pallavi, thank you so much for joining, filling in for Miles <laughs> as he takes care of the Geist child, who I got to be on a meeting with recently. And oh my, like God. a little boss baby, boss. Yeah, baby he situation. is the boss baby. He is going to take my place. He's going to take over the team, and I welcome it. I welcome my new. 
Geist Child Overlord. Is he like Gen Alpha? What is that generation now? I don't know. I don't think we've even named them. Wow. They're going to name we'll, themselves. That's how yeah. aware they are. That's how self-aware they'll be. That's right. <laughs> and then they get named later by other people. Yeah. And they're just like, fuck off. Anyways, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the creator of Red Dot Comics. Uh, go to Patreon right now. Support. Gain access to her tasteful impropriety. Please welcome Kim Window. Hey. Woo, aka uh, DM me your plugs. DM me your plugs. Interesting. Yeah. I, I don't okay. have any songs. No, oh, that's okay. <laughs> I felt intimidated. You guys went all out. Yeah. Visual art. That's the first time I did that. So yeah. you didn't have to say I went. DM know. me your plugs. Is that a? Is that a? Because you've talked about butt plugs before on on previous appearances. Is that what we're referring to when we say DM me your plugs? Yeah, it's a fascination. One of my okay. uh, main characters is Gary the butt plug, but like every day I will get DM or a message like I saw this out in the wild, and it's just like a street cone that looks like a butt plug. So, <laughs> don't it's like, like don't send me people. your toys send me like obscure plugs okay yeah yeah it's like I, was, I just wanted to clarify for you who see oh, like faces and like... buildings and they're like oh it's like a building that's smiling and they send yeah. it to each other but it's like that with but with butt plugs which yeah. exactly would make you smile more honestly yeah. i just love <laughs> the thought like when people see like something that's plug shaped they think mm -hmm. of me and that's it's really yeah. honored yeah <laughs> I'm always like texting people being like, does this, does this building look like my mom? Doesn't, doesn't it seem like it's mad at me. Like, do you, does anybody else see that? And they're like, no, leave me alone. Who is uh, this? My dog barked when you said, does this building look like my mom? So he disagrees. Yeah. Uh, oh. I just wanted to let you know. Is that, I, okay. Yeah, yeah. Most people do. Well, Kim, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about. We're going to talk about Rasmussen polls. Rasmussen. It is like a slithereen ass name. Like it, it sounds, it sounds evil. like Rasputin. Kind yeah. Of. <laughs> yeah. It's like Rasputin, but not as cool. The mucin. It, it, it sounds like it could be like a mucinex type thing, but also like a evil house in Hogwarts. Mm. Um, anyways, they are their polls are Nazi trash, but they keep cropping up in the news so we just wanted to kind of give people a history of rasmussen polling and where where you've seen their work before we're going to talk about michigan republicans still want to jail unmarried couples living together in sin that's still a law that's on the books in in a lot of places we're just going to look at look at some of those there's one in north carolina that wants to uh jail or arrests unmarried man and woman who decide to lewdly and lasciviously associate bed and cohabitate together. That's my North Carolina accent, I guess. I do declare. I do declare. But you can just like smell the horrifying room that this was written in in like 1805. So we'll, we'll talk about that. called incels. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When they were called senator. Yeah. <laughs> Founding fathers. <laughs> yes, exactly. We were much fonder of them back then. We'll talk about Twitter's blue check purge, which went well. It seemed like it went well, right? I mean, I, I lost mine and I feel free. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I will. We'll, we'll get your man on the street like perspective, woman mm, on okay. the street perspective of what, what that was like. There's some good news in Parkinson's research. We'll talk about all of that plenty more but first kim we do like to ask our guests what is something from your search history how to get crows to leave you gifts <gasps> what i love crows we have too. so many crows in our like neighborhood in a, uh, our backyard we fed them for years just like whatever leftover like tortillas or bread we have and they left me like the small little jewel from it had to be like a cheap necklace mm. so they but the crows don't know it's cheap. The yeah, crows are exactly. like, damn, <laughs> you're going to leave that for this. her? Are you it's sure like she's like into you like that? This is like your parents <laughs> getting you presents and you're like, thanks. This oh my is God. Thanks, yeah. guys. So they left us that and then they they went way downhill. Then they came back and left me a stick. And it's like, okay, that's, that's like a dropped. But that's, that's a big deal to crows. That's a part of their home. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
I guess, but like you guys, that's a load bearing. That's a load bearing stick. Yeah, that yeah. stick goes on the refrigerator. But like, it's, just, it's going to be replaced. <laughs> did the stick look like a plug, though? That's the question that we all. <laughs> yeah. No, How not. well? Did, yeah. Well, they <laughs> fucked up then. I know we have a big crow audience, but like, they need to let their crow friends know. Anything could be a plug if you really think about yeah, it. Just the worst. <laughs> just yeah. The worst. The, the stick worst that they gave plug it, ever. you wouldn't even know. It's like, <laughs> it's, uh, what is it? Like tricycles with training wheels. That's kind of the plug they left me. That kind of What stuff. are crow butts <laughs> shaped like? Maybe it works for their butts. You know what I mean? Cloacas? Do they? Yeah, I feel yeah. like they just have the one hole for everything. Yeah. Maybe, it, maybe it's a perfect plug hole. for their cloaca. <laughs> yeah. All cloacas are different. Here you yeah. go, mother. So just, yeah. Gently used. <laughs> <laughs> my my dogs keep like they look like they're about to bark at the crows on my street and i'm like no we need them on our side yeah. don't right do not anger the crows <laughs> they're our friends they're smart yeah exactly so they left me those two gifts and then now that we like received them i want more but i don't know how to go about like some people were suggesting leaving coins on the little table that we put the bread on or giving them kibble and water. I'm huh. just trying to look at more tricks so I can like get my hoard of fake jewels and sticks and then yeah. have my army. Yeah. yeah. Murder. Your murder. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> attempted you're the, murder. You're, the, you're the, like the queen of dragons, but with crows. <laughs> I'll take it. It would be yeah. the best animal, I think, to have like a group of that kind of did your bidding because oh my god, yeah, I guess monkeys, but then crows. Monkeys crows are funny. Fly. Crows can be menacing. Right. Yeah, you don't want to. Yeah. Sane people would do not want to anger crows. Like <laughs> they remember shit. They're very smart. Yeah. Up to two years. That's what I read in my research. Mm. Like they'll hold a grudge for two years, but then they also remember people's faces. And yeah. it makes sense because I'll go on runs around my neighborhood and I I seriously have two or three crows that follow me my entire right. run. It's like, guys, I don't have bread on me right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. You're just running and there's like crows just like, I mean, you must be yeah. so safe on your so run. So intimidating. It yeah. makes that sense so why cool. our neighbors don't talk to me. <laughs> just yeah. Like yeah. Crows following me down the street i also like that they're better than hollywood types like they remember faces that's really sweet right you know what i mean yeah yeah <laughs> they actually remember they don't yeah. Say, yeah 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 sure sure yeah we met at that thing right <laughs> that was so the ultimate goal is to just have just a a storm of crows following you around just like blotting out the sun everywhere you go exactly shitting on cars i don't like like a tesla yeah. over there a tesla over there yeah Nice. Just, you know. <laughs> I love it. They they will like sometimes just make make it rain like sticks and like we we have a murder that is has made our neighborhood their home and like sometimes like one of our neighbors was like, "Yeah, I thought it was raining and it turned out like the crows were just like dropping sticks and shit on our house." Like, <laughs> that that's like <laughs> that's cool. That's like when that's the US really military cool. just like goes and drops like packets of shit everywhere right. and they're like, "We are <laughs> your saviors." Yeah. 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 I do wonder if it's like when a cat will bring you like a half dead mouse and they like want to see if you'll finish it. Or oh like eat the mouse. Like That's they're terrifying. It's like, you know, they want to see how much they can respect you. Like I want I wonder oh. how, how closely they're monitoring what you did with the stick. They're like, stick it in your butt, do it. <laughs> do, <laughs> it do. do it for first us. They, they first they thought I was poor, which is correct. And then it's like <laughs> your house is shit. Here you go. Here, yeah. <laughs> here's a stick. Here's, Fix do it. something maybe do something with this. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> what is uh what is something that you think is overrated? Uh, basil plants, the <gasps> kind that you buy in the grocery store. Yeah. Those are so overrated and I hate buying them because then I feel obligated to keep it alive mm-hmm. when I just want to kill it anyways. <laughs> I, oh my it, God. Well, I use basil a lot in my cooking, but then like they give you the little soil and then you have the stems and it's sad, but it just feels so wasteful because nine times out of 10, it dies almost immediately. Right. Right. Yeah, I've never, I don't think I've ever bought one of the ones that's in soil. It seems like too much of a commitment for, seems like, like a real step up from, you know, so I'm I'm spice shopping and they're like, here, how about a, 
lifelong commitment to uh yeah that's how i feel but i can't just find them in bunches anymore not like thyme right. or rosemary it it has to all be in the soil maybe it's the stores that i'm by but i can't find just already massacred plants for my benefit <laughs> also, like, -massacred. that's what you need from the crows is get them to train them to bring you basil yeah oh, but see also like how long does it take for like a leaf to grow because if you like use all your basil leaves off your plant and then the next day you're like, well, I have to wait like another three months yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you Me do? and this basil plant aren't on the same schedule. Yeah. It, it seems like. Exactly. Yeah. I have like three right now in my kitchen just like sitting in cups. So I'm hopefully like rotating between all three so it can grow. And then I torture it by pulling off its appendages. And yeah. then I do it to the other one. Mm -hmm. With great glee. <laughs> yeah. With very great glee. I, I do love the idea. And I, I think all grocery outlets should start adopting this terminology that all produce besides the basil plants are pre-massacred. <laughs> like this is our pre-massacred plant section of the grocery store. That's fun. House of the dead. Don't go to the meat section. Yeah. And do they let you come into the grocery store with the crows or do they make the crows sit, <laughs> wait outside in the park? They wait, they wait outside for me, but they help me carry the bags <laughs> to the car. Like they're very yeah. helpful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah bring me the pre-massacred bananas <laughs> yeah that that rules what is something you think is underrated uh kitsch i think like aesthetics is such a big thing nowadays everyone wants like a mood or a vibe where i kind of miss just going in and seeing random cute quirky things and mm. it doesn't necessarily have to fit a whole idea. Okay. I love that. I, I feel like people's homes are so like lacking in vibrancy. Like they're so like gray and dull. And I feel yeah. like it's not good for like children's development with like their color and like the shapes and things that they need to, you know, be around. Cause everybody's like, Oh, we're going to be minimalist and fucking dull. And it's like that. It doesn't feel lived in like any of these homes. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. There's actually a phrase I heard I want to say it was on TikTok or Reddit, but millennial gray. Yeah. Yeah. That's a thing. Millennial gray. Yeah. That's our, Just that's like our thing looks like the inside of Kim and Kanye's. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's because we like, that's the only thing we feel like we can control, I guess. <laughs> I yeah. Well, it's a calm, neutral environment where it's like, it's so understimulating. I want, yeah. I want yeah. something fun and cute. It doesn't have to be everywhere, but like, I think people are more afraid to go kitschy because they don't want to be deemed odd, you know? Mm. I think also, like, it's bad for sustainability for people to, like, buy all these, like, specific things that fit one style rather than, like, reusing stuff or, like, you know, buying things that just, like, are functional and not worrying about the aesthetic as much, you know? Yeah. yeah. I so I, I have to confess I'm recording this on my wife's computer because my computer just stopped working on turning on this morning. I misheard. I, I don't think I have the recording set up right. And I misheard what you said as Hitch, the Will Smith film. I, I also was, heard that too. I thought I was I just waiting said to see how like, you were gonna bring this back around film. to the Will Smith film Hitch until you said kitschy. And now I'm now I now I got you. Hitch is kind of kitsch. It is. Yeah. So, Hitch is kitsch and anytime you have Paul sure. Blart in a movie, that's a little yeah. bit kitsch, right? Yeah. How to how to get Paul Blart laid is basically the <laughs> log line. <laughs> what, if Paul, what if Paul Blart wanted to have sex? Like what if what, what would that be like? Yeah. I, there's there is a whole movement in child rearing that I think goes back a long time. I don't think it's super recent, but there's like a school, I think it's called the Waldorf school, but I know there is a Waldorf school. I'm not sure this is the one, but it's like you don't like you can't have toys that have colors like your children that's, are oh, not allowed to play with toys. I think with I think I remember that. Like they have like very minimalist toys. That's like so Sad bad for beige. children's development. Like right. that yeah. is there's a reason that thing like places and and playthings are all for kids are all like all different colors and shapes and yeah you know like it's because they're very tactile and visual and they develop in a certain way like their brains are like trying to figure stuff out right now yeah and i think there there's something about 
like when you watch some of the YouTube videos that have just an impot like a hundred billion views and it's like just cartoons that people put their children in front of and like developmental like child development experts are like this is bad because it's just like just cramming as many noises and sounds and things into children's you know sensory receptors as they possibly can get in there like i think there's something there but to be like and therefore you don't get to see, get to see colors <laughs> it seems like a weird like overstep of the whole thing and the parents who go there oh man they they think you're they're better than you isn't the waldorf mm-hmm. uh, that reminds me of like the arrested development school where children should neither be seen nor heard <laughs> yeah, right yeah <laughs> but i i love some kitsch do you do like the flea markets and I haven't been to like the big flea market that's I think it's Long Beach or south of L.A. Like I know there's a big one. I haven't been to that, but I do go to a lot of consignment stores and thrift stores. Thrift stores was the word I was looking for. And I came up with flea market. (laughs) I'm old. My computer stopped working today. You know, it's Monday. That's, you're ha- you're Monday, having a exactly. millennial gray Monday is what <laughs> you're right. having. That's right. That's what I'll call it to make myself sound young. And to, uh, <laughs> It's just the millennial gray of my aging brain. Uh, my favorite place to shop is on the sidewalks where everybody throws out their furniture. <laughs> so, yeah. Anything that doesn't have carpeting or soft stuff that yeah. could have bed bugs. I'm like, I probably need another lamp, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) There's so many lamps. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk about polling and other bullshit. Zite gang, customers are rushing to your store, but do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it, you know, like a literal POS? Well, you need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Connect with customers inline and online. Look, you want to use TikTok? Well, guess what? They have plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns on platforms just like that. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone. Transform your tablet into a point of sale system. Or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Now, I was looking at Shopify.com, and I'm trying to get some answers. Let's say, uh, you know, I had a bustling retail business, and I need, you know, maybe uh, some hardware to be able to sell my wares on the street, take credit card payments, whatever. And I know Shopify is easy to use. Half the time I buy something online, I'm like, oh, yep, they're using Shopify. And if you need to learn more, check out their website. It's super easy to navigate whether you have questions about how you can optimize your inventory or, again, looking for hardware to make sales easier. Shopify.com has all of that. Just go there. Check it out. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash TDZ, all lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash TDZ to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash TDZ. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course, and Season 5 promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island, and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. 
And we're back. And Rasmussen. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. So Breitbart is reporting that one in three Americans strongly support the transphobic Bud Light boycott. This is based on it. You might if you pay attention to polls, you might be confused because, you know, obviously there's a lot of transphobia in the country, but that number is super high. And, you know, there was also a recent poll that found that two thirds of Americans are against laws that would limit transgender rights, which would mean that there are millions of people who want to protect trans rights, but also support Kid Rock tearfully like pumping shotgun rounds into a case of beer out of sheer like impotent bigotry it just it seems like it strains credulity a little bit that both these polls can be correct so i i feel like the the rasmussen poll you said it was all breitbarty and nazi like right so they probably are only polling people they think are people which are white people like they probably are not like like cis white You know, I know when they first kicked off, the way they worked was by just doing landline robo polling. So like that, that is a very specific demographic of old people who pick up their landline. I don't know anyone under 45 that picks up their phone if they don't know the number. Yeah, that was actually during the Trump administration that they were still using landline polling. So pretty, pretty specific demographic. And like there was like a dumb, weird part of me that always wanted to pay attention to Trump's approval rating to just like be hope that like, ah, the country's finally figured it out. He's he's an idiot. But the Rasmussen polling was always it was like 10 points higher than every everyone else. Like it'd be like, nope, he's the most popular president ever, it turns out. But they they use manipulative techniques in order to serve up right-wing friendly poll results. One example of this w- is uh, when Scott Adams had his racist rant that claimed that black people of all types are a hate group. Oh, he yeah. cited a Rasmussen poll as evidence. And the poll in question surveyed people and asked them if they agreed or disagreed with the statement, it's okay to be white, which is... Like a long term Nazi, like for the past 20 years, like white supremacists have been using that as like a thing to be like, oh, you don't think it's okay to be what? Like, this anytime- is their, like they're like, yeah. what is a woman thing? Like, yes. They stick to like mm-hmm. three arguments. They're like, don't like you. There are only two pronouns. My pronouns are kick your ass or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. what is a woman? And now they're making my child cry because it's not okay to be white. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it. yeah. So they, this has been a loaded phrase. It's okay to be white is a loaded phrase that's been used for decades by white supremacists to provoke liberals into condemning the statement and then be like, what? It's like, it's like being the equivalent of being like, why is there no white entertainment television? If there's a, you know, like that's going to be the theme of the next Dilbert is (laughs) like (laughs) W-E-T. Yeah. It's like, why, you know, why can't I scream white lives matter at someone who says black lives matter? What What's wrong with it? It's like you're that everyone who is doing that, who like that, they, they're already two levels deep in a conversation, at least two levels deep in like a conversation where they're the racist. So it's just yeah, like, yeah, your is, false <laughs> ignorance does not, uh, you know, preclude you from like not understanding racism. Yeah. <laughs> like. Also, yeah. I just want to say uh, Kid Rock being mad at Bud Light, his like really like that Wesley Snipes uh, meme where he's like shooting someone he loves. Yeah, I am my brother's keeper. Yeah, yeah from New, Didn't New Jack Kid City. Kid Rock grow up like really fucking wealthy. Like his parents are Super millionaires, wealthy. right? Like, yeah, I, I don't With a think, mansion. Please, he's like been cosplaying this whole time. He does not give a shit about Bud Light, dude. Yeah. So. The polling company, it it wasn't like an evil name that they came up with. It was started by someone named Scott Rasmussen, who, oddly enough, invented ESPN with his dad. (gasps) What? Yeah. Sold it off a few few years later. Uh, He's an idiot. So he like barely made money off of it. Or maybe he was somebody just, you know, stole the idea from him. But like he invented it with his dad, got Getty Oil to invest 
But he's the genius who came up with the name for ESPN, which is Entertainment Sports Programming Network. <laughs> That's what ESPN stands for. Just one of the most word salad like combinations of words. Entertainment Sports Programming Network is like, I feel like they pulled that from a... They're playing yeah. darts at a white supremacist bar. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> poetry magnet, like yeah. grab bag. But it's always had, he's a white supremacist, you know, right wing piece of shit. And so it's just always had this lean. When he started his robocall polling business after they sold ESPN, he what was immediately. A downfall. Yeah. He's immediately <laughs> from ESPN like, to robocalling. <laughs> right. It's like he wanted to like start out as serious as possible in sports. Realize that's not good enough. I'm just going to yeah. pivot. Yeah. Yeah. But like Rush Limbaugh and Bill O'Reilly were such fans of his that he like his website would always crash in the early days because they would mention him. And then suddenly all the all the white supremacists would come running. So and then his website was used by the Bush reelection campaign in 2004. And I don't know they he, he was the poll that people would point to during the Trump administration to be like, this is. He's killing it, folks. Folks, the guy's winning. He's the most popular president. But basically, they ask questions which guarantee a result that will be favorable to the conservative media. So it just when when you see and and like the L.A. Times and places like that still put like still treat this as a legitimate polling People have no idea. Like people are not like literate when it comes to polls or like where like the data from polls comes from or what it means in terms of like predictability and statistics like they don't understand that like this is a percentage this is not like predictive this is not even like necessarily like reflective it's really dependent on the questions you're asking the demographic you're polling how you're doing it like they i don't know i feel like it's crazy that it is such a large industry given how misinterpreted the results can be and yeah. also, like, when you start with asking these questions and start with a white supremacist, you're not going to get anywhere. Yeah. And well, they even let them, like, do the, like, draw the conclusions. Like yeah. They, yeah. The Rasmussen website proclaimed a majority of Americans don't buy into the woke narrative and most voters reject anti-white beliefs. And their rationale for that was a poll that found that 79 percent of people agreed with the statement black people can be racist, too. Wow. So they were like... And that from that, we can draw all of these other conclusions. I think that like what you were saying about people not understanding polls 30 years ago, I feel the news was much more trustworthy and they're playing on people being naive and thinking that it's still a fair playing ground, Mm. like that they're really trying to get every corner of the community when really like. There are these very small nefarious things that, of course, they're going to try to hide as much as possible. Like, I yeah. have no, like, no idea the ESPN thing. They're connected. That That's so weird. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think he, he just was involved with the very, very early stages in, like, the 1980s. Yeah. 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 But, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just so, it's clearly trash. It's obviously no surprise that Breitbart would use their findings as headline fodder, but... Rasmussen polls are like still cited by like Time Magazine and LA Times and NBC. So it's just you really have to. Do you think they're getting paid? Like, why would you give them oxygen still? There's, yeah, there's other polls. (laughs) There's no, oh, you mean you think like the main news, like LA Times and stuff? Like, why would they still use them when they, because it gets clicks, it draws clicks. Yeah, I think it is for profit media. Yeah, I've never looked at Breitbart as like an actual standalone website. In my mind, it's just a uh, Nazi Tumblr. <laughs> like, right. that's, that's yeah. how I think of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of Nazis and the right wing in America, this is just a fun little check in with where their values are at. Uh, Michigan is repealing a 1931 law which states that unmarried couples living together is a crime punishable by a $1,000 fine and as much as one year imprisonment. And 
I Republicans disagree. Are, <laughs> Republicans are opposing it. I disagree. I think this law should stay on the books, okay? Yes. I think yes. people are living in sin. I think we should go back to a time when just two female friends who were besties lived together for their, yeah. their decades of friendship and that alone. Yeah. And they were just roommates. <laughs> they were just Thank roommates. You. That's what I'm saying. Bless there should be heart. none of this man and women living together in sin. It should just be men living with other uh, fanciful men and yeah. women <laughs> living with their best friends. Uh-huh. The only thing that should be in your pants is the word of God. Thank you. Amen. Oh, my God. Oh, you guys are finally speaking my language. <laughs> but, yeah, literally half of the state's Republican senator, senators voted against the bill. And it's just like the it's an impossible. So this bill is still on the books in like Mississippi and a couple other like so North Carolina, Florida even repealed it back in 2016. But, but like Mississippi what, just got rid of slavery like last year. Yeah, yeah. So like yeah. they're still catching up, you know. Yeah. But when Florida repealed it, they weren't like, obviously, this is backwards and not in line with how we live today. They were just like, it's impossible to enforce, <laughs> which is funny to me that they're like, I mean, we've tried. We go and interview roommates to make sure they're not fucking each other. Is it? It's all about just like, you know, men in their 50s and 60s wanting to taught like find out how like like just imagine the lives of single people living Can these together people just fucking watch porn instead of like inspecting genitals and trying to see if their neighbors are fucking like just watch porn just engage with sex work if you want to in a consensual way like it's okay you don't have to be this horned up in the legislature you know what i mean like, yeah. they just you don't want have... both though they want both that's <laughs> yeah, true yeah yeah the I there so North Carolina they still have a law called living in sin the living in sin statute which dates back to 1805 making it a class two misdemeanor for a unmarried man and woman to lewdly and lasciviously associate bed and cohabitate together and I think uh, it's lewd and lascivious when they do couples yoga you know what I mean like that yeah. to me <laughs> is a, is a, a lascivious association okay. <laughs> Yeah. But they can fuck. I don't mind that. But (laughs) I think it's lewd when men keep the toilet seat up. Like, come on. Oh, (laughs) lascivious. Lascivious. But just the sexual repression and like the like gross old man horniness that you can just like smell wafting off that sentence Mm -hmm. is so it it just that I needed to read that sentence to like have a better understanding of like why these laws still exist. And it's like so people like Ron DeSantis can ask people questions about who's fucking who and then do whatever weird self-flagellation he does in his gym or whatever. Eat more pudding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I lie awake at night just like wondering what the world would be like if people just weren't fucking weird. You know what I mean? Like if you were just if all of this energy could be put to like true hoverboards, then (laughs) (laughs) like we would have so much more fun. We would be living like the Jetsons by now. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. But instead, there's just like guys with their like comb overs pasted to their head with sweat in Mississippi. Just being like, (laughs) yeah, but how do we know they're not fucking? How do we 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 gotta ask. There's gotta be a smell test, right? They gotta Smells they gotta like punish in here. Punish them for doggy style. I think know? unannounced <laughs> drop-ins is the answer here, don't we think? Anybody yeah. else? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a room full of spittoons and like chewed on cigar butts. Anyways, so congratulations. <laughs> that like what the crows are gonna bring you next, Kim. Yeah. Spittoons and chewed yeah. on cigar butts. <laughs> if you're lucky. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where 
first-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course. And season five promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island. And secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. And we're back. And Twitter's blue checkmark purge is happening. It's a real shit show. I can't even talk about it. I lost my blue check mark and now I don't even know who I am anymore. My God. It's, it's gotta be um, so hard. It's so hard for me and my family right now. Like <laughs> <laughs> I just I want some privacy during this time, but I can't have it because I have like a million impersonators now. So yeah. I'm like so popular, you know. <laughs> yeah. It it seems to be making Sesame Street sad. Like, yeah, Elmo <laughs> was like, comment. "Elmo will, Elmo will miss you, little blue checkmark." But don't worry, everybody, <laughs> Elmo's still Elmo. And then Big Bird came in and was like, "Do you need help finding it, Elmo? Do you remember where you last had it?" Which is like a step <laughs> too dumb, Big Bird. Like Elmo knows that that was like, "Whoa, we know we're on the computer, Big Bird. This is." Big, big bird hey, needs to step Big it bird's back. a big bird. What are you expecting? Know. You know what I mean? I think you know what? I have a family member who is just incredibly tall for his age <laughs> and every, everybody's always like assuming that he's in middle school when he's actually in like fourth grade or it's third miles, grade. It's miles, isn't it? It's miles. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm not naming names, but so I mean maybe that's what I'm doing with Big Bird. I'm like Big Bird. I think I always associated Big Bird as like being in charge and like old and Big Bird actually is supposed wow, to be have the mind of like a 5-year-old. This is why like tall people are CEOs and presidents because of people like Jack, okay? Yeah. This is why Elon Musk is in charge and taking away those check marks in the first place, yeah. okay? <laughs> Big Bird's the one that has the imaginary friend. Like he's seeing He's seeing things and talking. Yeah, that's to a things. good point. He might yeah. actually be smarter than we think. Now that I think about it, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's just tripping. If he's got like hallucinations and he's experimenting yeah. with shrooms, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Snuffy, great character that he dreamed of. Snuffleupagus was mm -hmm. my favorite character because I used to. Ta I still tap dance occasionally, but I tap dance since I was three. And Savion Glover would teach Snuffleupagus how to tap dance, and this is why Sesame Street is so important for me. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Side note. Yeah. But Oprah, Kim Kardashian, the Pope all lost their blue check mark. Pallavi, obviously the most important just, uh, person. It's so painful. <laughs> I, I don't want to go outside. I mean, how many people have cloned your account like already? Like, can you yeah. even keep track? I, it's hard to keep track of people who have spelled my name right while doing it. You know, like, does it count if they've misspelled my name? <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one has. I don't know anybody who gives a shit. The the process was super glitchy. Like, the blue check marks were, like, flickering in and yeah. out of existence. Mm -hmm. Like, it was Marty McFly's siblings when his mom wanted to fuck him. There was like, also like um, they're saying that if you filter by verified versus blue underscore verified, that it still shows up because they're not actually like taken away. It's just the marking of them. 
Um, right. I don't know how true that that is. So they're but just hiding the. the they're just image. like hiding them, and they still because have a delineation makes Elon between Musk them. Mad. Yeah. yeah, but I don't. But he's also like he on that Tucker Carlson interview. He said he laid off or like eighty percent of the company left. And it's like this dude, he he like has he has nobody fixing these problems on the back end. He just does not. He's like put yeah. the doge in the corner and then that's it. You know, yeah. <laughs> give the man a break. His rocket just failed. He has to take care of this. <laughs> he giant wanted operation. it to fail. Actually, that was on his purpose because his he did marriage. it for the wolves, and he also <laughs> he wanted his, his marriage, marriage to fail. To fail because that's actually how you learn and grow as a person. His my bad. His. My bad. his his uh, fatherhood is failing, but he Which is one? He's, increasing he's got all 37 of them. children. He is increasing the population of yes. the world, Thank you God. know, just not feeding it. So, <laughs> yeah, no custodial staff anywhere to be seen. One celebrity whose blue check mark didn't vanish was Stephen King, who had been one of the most vocal critics of his stupid plan. Also, LeBron was like, Well, I'm not paying for this because I'm cheap, which I guess is a true <laughs> thing about LeBron. And then it later came out that Musk was personally paying for Stephen King and King James's checkmark, presumably to make it seem like he'd changed uh-huh. their mind and like started. They started like paying the eight dollars a month. So, but he he got uh, Stephen King. Oh, I thought it went away, but it came back. I guess. Yeah he he said I thought it. He tried to get rid of it, but he couldn't. He couldn't yeah. do it. Oh yeah. man! Ha <laughs> ha! Got his ass. He's. Paying for the product that uh, he introduced that nobody wants to pay for. (laughs) Stephen King and his own horror novel is like having a blue check mark that means you're a tool. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Just, just, I I don't, I don't even know what to say at this point. He's just so. It's a bit of a, it's a bit of a Czech cemetery, wouldn't you say? Whoa. Beautiful. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so he's also paying for LeBron's, William Shatner's, anybody who criticized it, he will pay for your blue check mark account. Mark account if you're like big enough. Famous. Yeah. Okay, I I haven't said much on the subject because I have a blue check mark, and please hear me out. That you paid for? I did. Now wow. the re- I paid for it before the whole blue check was even a thing, but my whole argument is like when it comes to online businesses which essentially yeah. i am yeah uh, like 99 percent of my job is social media that's the only way i can get protection on my account mm. yeah i had friends who are uh, sex workers who had to do the same like friends with like only fans and stuff because he was talking about like decreasing the visibility of people without the checks and everything so i don't mm-hmm. blame i do not blame like people who have jobs like that for paying for it because it's not the it's not you're not in charge of the capitalist system you're participating in but i do blame like huge elon dick riding losers oh, who, yeah. who yeah. like pay for the thing you know what i mean so yeah. i think it's fine if you have a job like that that's fine i'm not making fun of you i'm making fun of elon and those oh. like elon defenders you know for sure like th- those people should be dragged and like Kim Kardashian, the Pope, they don't fucking need to be on social media. You guys have your platforms, right. you know? You can just so, issue yeah. a statement and people, <laughs> like millions of people will hear it somehow. Pretty much. You know? Yeah, you can issue a statement from your dull, drab, beige-colored mm-hmm. home. Beige-colored. <laughs> well, not the Pope. The not Pope the has Pope. that. Yeah, Rococo. Yeah, he's yeah, kitsch he's as fuck. Kitsch as fuck. I, you know, it's just the Kardashian. You know what? Yeah. You're right. The Kardashians should learn more from the Catholic Church. That's right. <laughs> or the pope should get some botox thank oh, you oh yeah i've, I've yeah. been i've been brazilian butt dming switch. him this for a long time <laughs> yeah my favorite because obviously like the problem that you pointed out kim is that like they're these Verified accounts existed for a reason. And so people immediately rushed in. The copycat accounts started popping up. Someone made a verified New York City government account. That was so funny. The, yeah. ma- <laughs> the real New York City government disputed it, but the matter was settled by the verified Pope himself who <laughs> declared the fake account to be the real one, which is just... Gotta love it. You do. Yeah. What's fucked up is uh, like... If you sign up for Twitter Blue or whatever Meta's doing now, they're like they're putting in oh direct customer support or two way 
authentication. Oh my God. Authentication. There we two, go. Two factor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't get that unless you sign up for the plan. Yeah. There's just absolutely no account security. That's at this like, point. yeah. So it's so dumb because it like, it just means, yeah, it forces it to become like a truth social situation where like the, the user group is like, the people who can't, who can't afford it and like the people who want to support this platform. And it just mm-hmm. makes the incentivization of like using Twitter and creating content for Twitter, like such like it, there's like no incentive, af- you know, but it's, it's also like, it's a actual threat to like people who are trying to get on the ground news out. Like I always used to say Twitter is the place that you go for like pop culture and like jokes and like regime changes, like as shit is happening on the ground in different countries. Mm -hmm. Like it's super important to know like what like news organizations are saying about what's happening in real time. And now people are, people are literally going to die because of it. Like, cause they don't have that as a, as a, you know, a platform. Yeah. Yeah. And to find out what Ashton Kutcher thinks after David Bowie dies, you know? Oh my God. What did he say? (laughs) <laughs> like I, I feel like i remember oh there was a stage of uh twitter where like whenever a famous person would die like you would get these just disingenuous like half-baked like oh man mm. r.i.p to a real one from ashton kutcher yeah every time i yeah. love that from comedians who like post the only selfie they ever took with someone and it's like yeah. them in the background and it's like the person who died like in the foreground yeah. and they were like we were best friends a true inspiration <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> yeah multiple presidential candidates lost their verification including trump who doesn't really use twitter anymore but your nikki's haley and ron's DeSantis have have paid the money they they are verified I but yeah like nikki Gov- haley existed wow yeah. yeah, the bliss I had for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Government agencies are losing their blue check marks, including the Peace Corps, the National Science Foundation, the Department of Veterans Affairs. There's also a like a verified account, a fake account that subscribed to Twitter Blue, claimed to represent the paramilitary group fighting for control of Sudan, and falsely claimed its leader had died in the fighting. To, so like it's it's just a mess it's basically like taking it back to a time when the internet was just whatever anybody who knew how to type into a website wanted to it's, put out there but that internet was fun that was like 15 years ago that was fun yeah. internet yeah it's just troubling when it's being used to presumably kill people <laughs> but, yeah. yeah this yeah, is no, like the town square but like everyone's yelling it's like <laughs> Elon wanted it to be, but it's like everyone's screaming. There's like yeah. <laughs> crazy shit going on. Yeah. And then he's going to introduce some solution that was basically the same thing that they already had in two years. Like and another like, layer I of fixed the problem. It. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. We hired a janitor finally. Yeah. <laughs> we got a janitor. <laughs> All right. Uh, finally, there's... Good news. There's been new promising research in Parkinson's. The Michael J. Fox Foundation recently announced that they've identified a biomarker for the disease with high accuracy. Researchers believe that this may be able to indicate the disease before symptoms appear, which would be like a huge step in like finding new routes for diagnostics, potential therapies. The tests have so far been able to be about 90% accurate. And that's, that's fantastic. Like, there wasn't a way really to diagnose before symptoms arrived prior to I this, just, so. I, I know he's a rich and we have to eat him, but I fucking love Michael J. Fox. I've always <laughs> been a fan of him. He's a rich. He's a rich and we have to eat him, but he's, he like literally, like, I remember, like, I would, I was a huge fan of him and like all of his shows and his movies, like growing up. And like, I just thought he was like a great actor. But then to make the transition to like make this your cause while having the disease. And also, like, at the time, everyone was like shitting on him for stem cell research and for like pushing this, like I remember as a kid being like, because of the propaganda of like news and media, just being like, oh, like maybe he's like a bad guy. Like, you know, like having that weird Wait, feeling. Wait, really? There's a like, stem mm-hmm. cell research? I remember that. Controversy well, you, it around was him? Everybody babies. was, it was, they were pushing the dead babies narrative. Yeah. Everybody was like, you're, you're harvesting dead babies for stem oh, cell okay. research for Parkinson's. And there was that like, 
the way it was presented was that it was controversial. And so like, as a child, I was like, or like, I don't remember when it started, but like, not being fully aware of like what it was and how the news was presenting it. I remember like, just feeling like, Oh, I don't know about this. Like, is this weird? And then like later becoming like a scientist, I was like, this is fucking dope that he was pushing for this. And now we're seeing the results of it. And it's cool that it's happening within his lifetime. You know, like, I think it's awesome when celebrities do that when they like, advocate for something that they get a lot of hate for, but will eventually like pay off and not at the moment. It's not like instant gratification. This research takes decades and it's like working. So I just, I fucking love Michael J. Fox. I hope he's not problematic in other ways, (laughs) but (laughs) I know he's an old white dude, but he seems dope and uh, uh, put put some respect on his name. I guess. Yeah. He stuck to his cause. Like it didn't matter. And like his fame be damned. He didn't know it was going to, and he he deferred to experts like he didn't yeah. do the thing that celebrities do where they're like, I think I know the solution and I'm going to push people for through my thinking and my problem solving when I don't have any of the background. Like he put money in the hands of like people who could help, you know? Yeah. So that's dope. that's really cool. That would yeah. be wonderful if this was one of those things that our kids were like, oh, like, like the way we kind of view polio as like a thing where. Yeah. Fully aware was like a dominant thing in the zeitgeist that was like killing people all the time mm-hmm. yeah i'm sure a lot of people who were devoted to alex p keaton were disappointed when yeah he was associated that, with a cause that like rasmussen told them was killing everybody and the alex like p, they'll steal your babies <laughs> the alex p uh keaton people and like their their person that they ended up going towards would have been the growing pains guy what's his name kirk cameron uh, yeah kirk cameron yeah like kirk cameron turned out who, like who they wanted alex p keaton to be basically that banana thing still so funny wait what he, was the banana thing kirk cameron like had this video where he was like look at the banana folks he's like holding up a banana he's like this is proof that God exists. Oh, right. Because it is, <laughs> it's got a wrapper like a candy bar. You just like take, you open it. There's no seeds in it. It's just this delicious piece of fruit. But, <laughs> you know, just talking, talking about it like the banana just dropped into our lap. And the reality is that like the banana is the result of generations of generate like hundreds of years of bioengineering by you know farmers not not like the you know genetic stuff that freaks people out like just people you know designing things by breeding bananas that looked the way they wanted together eventually until they eventually like had one that was edible and it used to be like this really seedy nasty like plant that people couldn't eat but he was like look what god did like this is proof that god invented the produce section the slaughtered <laughs> the slaughtered maybe produce. what he's saying is that god invented science and science is good maybe that's what he's no nah, i don't think that's what he's saying <laughs> shockingly <laughs> you'll be surprised to learn <laughs> i'm just i'm trying to bring in those, those aren't people all the, like aren't all bananas just a clone now yeah they too? are like yeah the way that you grow bananas is through grafting so you like have to like cut a piece of the banana plant like graft it onto a place where it grows, but they're all clones of the same single banana. And dead baby bananas. Yeah, dead baby bananas. <laughs> that, this that, is exactly what Elon Musk wants his ch- ch- children to be. Is just yeah. <laughs> he wants to repopulate the earth as a clone banana. And the bananas that like our parents ate, and that I think I even ate when I was a kid, like in the eighties, were a different species of banana. Like so we all have like one identical type of banana that is going to always taste the exact same. And like the bananas before were a different individual type of banana that tasted more like it had more banana flavor to it, but then a disease came like that's the problem with having cloned fruit is that it, they're all this exactly the same. So like genetically, one, like one vulnerable. disease will just like wipe the whole species out, and so you can still get like the old like eighties and seventies bananas that <laughs> I guess I guess they taste more like banana candy or like you know the banana flavoring that we have now like actually tastes more banana y than our actual bananas because they're like- it's based on a more 
flavorful version of the fruit that existed and got wiped out. I'm glad that banana's dead. When they changed the the Girl Scout cookie recipe and everybody was like, it's not the same, you know, back then. Yeah. Or McDonald's French fries. Yeah, yeah McDonald's French mm-hmm. fries is a big one. Well, Kim, such a pleasure having you as always. Uh, where can people find you, follow you, all that good stuff? Instagram, Twitter, the double underscore red dot. If you like dirty comics with butt plugs and female sexuality and sometimes wholesomeness, I'm all that. And then uh, you can support me on Patreon, uh, the double underscore red dot. And then just Google me, Reddit, Facebook. I'm everywhere. Everywhere. And is there a tweet or a work of media that you've been enjoying? So I actually was listening to Friday's episode and about like tangible things Mm. and how uh, DJ Daniel was saying it's a shame like we're not into that as much anymore. So I was just thinking of physical media and I've been reading Scott McCloud has all these books on comics, like reinventing comics, understanding comics. Yeah. And they're all in like comic form. They're so really good. Them. Oh, that's so yeah. cool. Great like read if you're into that kind of stuff. I used to have it on the bookshelf right behind me. I'm not sure where it went. But yeah, understanding comics is a great read just like it's good because it's not like it's not just like a manual it's not like comics for dummies it's a comics artist just like really breaking down and like it just makes reading comics even more interesting because yeah and the fact that he has it like drawn out in panels like i finished the book within a day and then i bought the rest of everything he made yeah he's great i think i know why it's not on the bookshelf actually is because a reader once was like pointed out in a picture of me that like I had like Watchmen and then like somewhere else like understanding comics oh. <laughs> like I was like how do you read this <laughs> but so it, it is funny. a great book yeah uh, mm-hmm. you're you don't have to be a dum-dum to enjoy it it's actually makes you really appreciate how comics work so go get that and then read Kim's comic yeah understand me better yes uh Paul the <laughs> Such a pleasure, as always, uh, having you guest host. Hell yeah. Where can people find you? And is there a work of media you've been enjoying? Well, now that I've lost my check, like, I don't even know if you can find me. You know? <laughs> um, Doesn't matter. At, at Paula V. Ganalan, but it's like nothing I say is verified, so it doesn't even matter. There's this uh, Morgan at Morgan Failchild tweet that's been going around, uh, and it's from 2019. And it really like epitomizes a lot of like the arguments on the right in terms of like t- a lack of accountability. And it's um, I dated a five eight guy who taunt every jacked six three bro he met until they pull their fists back to beat him up. Whereupon my ex would go, "Hey hey hey, come on! I'm a little guy. I'm just a little guy. No, it's also my birthday. I'm a little birthday boy." And it somehow always worked. And it's being that tweet is being used to like quote tweet like when Justice Clarence Thomas like said his wife didn't have any income when she earned almost like $700,000 and he was called on the lie and he was like, it was due to a misunderstanding of the filing instructions. No, I'm a little yeah. birthday boy. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I'm a little birthday boy. I was, yeah. What, he's not allowed to buy all my parents' houses and my houses and fly me on a yacht? <laughs> on no, a flying on. yacht somehow I'm, because on my birthday? It's, it's my I'm birthday. Just a little guy. I'm a little birthday boy. Little birthday boy. <laughs> How am I supposed to know the laws? Yeah. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter still, still just grinding it out at Jack underscore O'Brien. Uh, tweet I've been enjoying. Haiti McLife had a good uh, point. Said Elon has brought thousands of Nazis to Twitter, but not to his business where they've proven useful building rockets. Which, if you know anything <laughs> about the U.S. space race? <laughs> oh my God! And then uh, Christy Yamaguchi, man, doing double duty today because he also wrote the AKA. But just pointed out this headline. I think it's from the Daily Mail, but he said honestly, this has got to be on the metal stand of international shit talking top shelf. It's it's a headline that says, "What are we supposed to take out Spider Man and SpongeBob?" And it's a quote attributed to Iranian cleric mocks U.S. and says Tehran can't strike back at targets of Soleimani's stature because America only has fictional heroes. (laughs) (laughs) Who are we supposed to assassinate? Spider-Man and SpongeBob? It's just so good. 
and true. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song that we think you might enjoy. And super producer, Justin Connor, what is a song that you think people might enjoy? Uh, so this song is so dreamy. It's the perfect way to ease into your week. But it does have this intense sound design on the low end of the bass. Like, that part sounds like what would happen if Apex Twin was crafting a lullaby designed to stun a baby into unconsciousness. Like, it is, <laughs> it's it's heavy. But the rest of it's pretty chill. So this is Black & Decker by Downhill 2010. Uh, you spell that Downhill 2K10 all one word and you can find that song in the footnotes footnotes the daily zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, radio visit the iHeartRadio radio app apple podcast or wherever you listen to your favorite shows that's going to do it for us this morning back this afternoon to tell you what is trending and we'll talk to y'all then bye bye here's something you might not know about wireless sometimes what you see isn't what you get but with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Zeit gang, you like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.